Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. I'm Courtney Robertson, the most notorious villain in Bachelor history. And I have more than a few secrets to tell, but I am not the only one with tea to spill. Every week, I'm going to be talking to another icon of reality television about the things they can only say off contract. Hi guys, it's Courtney Robertson with Off Contract here. I'm your host. Today, a dream comes true for me as I'm joined by a living legend, somebody who redefined what was possible in the game and helped alter the trajectory of The Bachelor forever. 
after decimating the competition with her visionary style of play in the pre-IG era. She's the co-host of the Almost Famous podcast with season 20 Bachelor Ben Higgins. She finished in ninth place on The Bachelor season 19 after one of the most memorable two-on-ones in history. She was a standout all-star in VIP season two and three and winner of the only season of The Bachelor Winter Games. Please welcome someone who is firmly cemented in the conversation about the greatest players of all time, Ashley Iconetter. Courtney, I can't even respond to that. I have never been so (laughs) flattered in my entire life. That is seriously, uh, it's it's way beyond kind. And um, I, I will humbly... I don't even know what the word is. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you um, for the, the sweetest intro that anybody could ever imagine. And so much of it is not true, but it's very kind to hear you say that. Carl, I've been watching you from the beginning and well, I have I've so been watching many you from the beginning. I, that, that's one of my one season, you know, but that's one of my okay. questions. I'm so happy to have you here. We've met in person a handful of times. We did a uh, the iHeartRadio with uh, Lionel Richie in Vegas. And it's been, since I've seen you, so much has happened. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start out with a couple quick questions and then we're gonna go into everything if you're okay with that. Yeah. Um, So I wanted to ask you, this is a little, what did you watch growing up? Like what age? Like teenager, high school, like what shows did you watch? Like what TV shows? Um, Teenager. What the American Idol was just my number one. Like it dominated my entire high school life. I would write like vote for like Blake or vote for Chris or whatever on the car with like car markers. No. And yeah, and I like would travel to different states during the uh the summer tour. <laughs> And we like, my sister and I, one time we were so gutsy. We saw this guy was their stage manager, I think, or like head of security every year. And one year we were like, hey, we see that you like are kind of in charge of the meet and greet. Can we get some meet and greets? And then every year he gave us meet and greets. Girl, you were like dialed in. Did you like call in and vote? Like vote for? Oh, I voted like all night long. (laughs) all night long, especially on finales. And sometimes I don't know how, how I possibly did this, but I would like tally how many times I voted. And in season six, I was obsessed with Blake Lewis and I love the winner Jordan Sparks as well. Oh, she's from Arizona. Yeah. I love, love Jordan. I'm glad she won. Actually. I think she was like the perfect American idol, but I was so obsessed with Blake. I voted for him like 700 times. And then (gasps) David Cook, who I was so obsessed the following season ended up playing our wedding he played talk about full circle (laughs) that is like manifestation like can't believe it uh well i was curious to ask you if you watched dawson's creek because you know i didn't i did not um mm -mm, i watched i i I have never gotten into it i um named dawson after jack dawson from titanic Oh, I love his name, by the way. And Thank that brings you. me to my second question. How is Jarrett doing after Tom Brady got knocked out by Dallas? Um, he's fine. He's just like, he, Jared moves <laughs> on to the next Tom Brady headline, like um, pretty much immediately. So now it's all about him trying to figure out and getting all of like the insider points of view on where he's going next. And like, if he's going to go somewhere else next. Right. Yeah. On to the next thing. Yeah. And- I always is a Tom. I I follow. I don't do clickbait very much, but once I did, and it was Tom Brady, and it was like, "What's the vegetable Tom Brady doesn't eat?" And I clicked through. Yep, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. So, um, what was your first uh, season of The Bachelor that you saw? It was. Allie's season was the first Bachelorette season that I watched in its entirety. Same. My my really yeah. My mom and I binge watched it. I was uh, I was babysitting and they had it on the TiVo at the time. The TiVo? Yeah, the TiVo. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'll give this a try. And then I came home after watching two episodes. I was like, mom, I think we got to finish this whole season. This is great. And her finale was about to be on. So we binged it like on Apple TV when you had to like buy each episode. 
in about 48 hours right before her finale. And then oddly, we never thought to watch The Bachelor when it came around, you know, four months later. But my sister was in New York and she was, very ironically, babysitting for a sixth grader or fifth or sixth grader, a boy, who he and his mom would bond over The Bachelor. And he got her into it. And then she was like, you have to watch Brad Walmack season. This is amazing. And she was like, there's this girl, Emily, and she's everything I've ever wanted to be. And that's that's how we officially started watching the show. Oh, my gosh. So that was like you and I started watching at the same time. Did you have any like uh, hero players or anybody like before you went on that you? Well, you were definitely one of them. I'd say Emily and Michelle, Michelle Money, oh, were yeah. my two idols from that first season. And then seeing Michelle also on her on Bachelor in Paradise and just the way like she was like so into makeup and had so many different looks and like she was hilarious but kept it real. And she was like that borderline, am I a villain sometimes or am I just like authentic? <laughs> and yes. you... And then you were a little bit more on the show in that villain territory. But like, even though you were the quote villain, we cracked up and loved watching you so much. We were like, this girl, she's different, but she's not someone you hate. She's someone you love to watch. That's for sure. And then, and then I guess it was, and then Emily just was just Miss Perfect Emily. And just like, you just want to present yourself like Emily in like every social situation that you have. Right. But it was your book, your inner just, Emily. <laughs> yeah. But it was, as far as players go, I poured through your book. I still think it was maybe the best bachelor tell all I want. Yeah, it was, it was the best bachelor. Tell -all oh! book. Yeah, I didn't and, pay her to say that guys. I promise. Oh, Thank you. And, yeah. It was I poured really everything juicy. into it like a little, probably too much. I probably poured a little too much tea into it, but no, it was good. And it was like the original one. So everybody else had a lot of competition after yours, but I read it right before and during my casting oh, process. I'm so glad. I hope it helped in some way. Like oh, it helped in the most way. I tell this story all the time. Um, when, you know, so we'll tell it for the audience in the bachelor casting weekend, when there's 50 and they're trying to narrow it down to like 30 to 25, you go into like a mock interview and you think it's one-on-one -on -one with one producer in front yes. of the camera and like you're filming a tape. But because of Courtney's book, I knew that secretly a whole room of like 30 producers know that. were watching. No, nobody knew it until your book. <laughs> and so, so I knew that I was like kind of performing for a whole room. And when I walked in, they say, they guide you out to the next room. They're like, okay, um, next up you're gonna have, have this or we'll walk you to your room like through this door whatever and then they walk you into like the surprise room and there's and everybody my, there yeah, like a lawn yeah, everybody yeah, yeah and and there's a tv that you saw that they were watching you on and i go i was expecting all of you i read cordy <laughs> robertson's book <laughs> oh my god and they probably they probably like got a kick out of that <laughs> oh my god I, I also was curious because the game has changed so much but did you have an instagram when you went on the show Oh my gosh, my son just bursts in the door in the cutest way. Oh my I gosh. Need to okay. see. Give me that baby. I want to see. Him. Dawson, are you kidding me? He literally like opened the door, like, <laughs> I'm here. It's been 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So, was that like in your what time? Did you, say? Did you have okay, an Instagram, Instagram when you went on the show? So, in the intro, you said that it was pre Instagram. It was pre Instagram as far as getting a following and using it in any sorts of ways as a business. I did have an Instagram, I think, for two years before filming, but like this is like you'd like legit post like the cupcakes that you made that night and like same, you, you know, just dinner. the stupidest yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely not a way to make money or even like present yourself and like a look at me. It was like you in your five, 10 friends, like sharing your lives. Yeah. It was like, uh, basically Facebook, but with images, like just yeah. mainly images. Awesome. How's that little boy doing over there? Do you need to get him? No, no, no. He's so good. He's with dad now. So we're going to talk about your time in the game, the um, game. in the game. I <laughs> know I'll just, uh, kind of skim over these. So you kind of went in playing a good girl archetype. Um, would you encourage, were you encouraged by producers to lean heavily into your virginity or was that just 
your idea or was that like encouraged? Well, I was open about it in my audition tape because I did know that it set me apart from other people. So in my elaborate audition tape in which I went, I was going to ask you about that too. Like (laughs) they thought I was insane. They were like, they saw this audition tape and they're like, this girl is, did they call you like the next day Were they like, they called you and then what was that call? Like I actually sent my tape in for what would be Juan Pablo season in July 24th. 13. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know Juan Pablo was going to be the bachelor and I would not have wanted to be on that season. I would have probably been eliminated like one night, one or two. I can't imagine us. I I can't imagine. I feel like I love that about you that you have that like strong, like I love your podcast because like you actually like push back and you just don't just go with the flow. Like you kind of like speak your mind. And I really love that about you. I listen regularly. It's, you know, when I have the kids going on, I just like put on the podcast. I love it. So no, I don't think that you would have been, (laughs) that would have been a totally different season. So that's yeah, yeah, your, your, uh, I think your intro tape that you sent in still lives on the internet too. It does live on my Instagram in like a 60 second form. It was about three minutes or plus. And let, and let me tell you, I am not embarrassed by much. And I can laugh <laughs> at my very cringy moments, but there are times in this audition tape that like the cringe goes beyond something I can share with people. I basically did like an L Woods type Harvard uh, mission tape where I went through the entire season in like an hour uh, in three minutes. So we like got out of the limo. My sister was the bachelor. She had her on her face was a plastic plate and it had a question mark on it because we didn't know who the bachelor was going to be and and then in the little bubble i put like a little overlay that said i hope it would you be jeff home could you imagine i know i know because i've met him i've met him the most briefly like he said hi at stagecoach the place where all bachelor things go down. Oh, I can't, I can't honestly say that I met him because it was truly like a hello. And but I've heard not the greatest of things. Well, so. I experienced him when I went out with Ari back when, after yeah. my season. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, that's, uh, uh, he's just not the best guy ever for sure. Yeah. There's yeah. another story there, but, um, and I heard it went down a lot with Ari, a lot for that seat, a lot for that. Yeah, there was a lot that went uncovered. There's a lot of stones unturned there, but that will Mm -hmm. just live in. mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that story. All I know is that Ari has something to do with like some of uh, Jeff's bad reputation. Oh, I think it's vice versa. Yeah, both of them. They were just like going out together. Like, what guys do when they get off the season? They're just like, all the girls are throwing themselves at them. And like, he like you know, I don't know about you. And this is like totally even just between you and me. Like if you've ever experienced people in bachelor nation where you're just like, you get a bad taste in your mouth. I would say he's probably the only person I've ever felt that way with. Um, Interesting. yeah, but we don't need to go there. We'll just keep it okay. positive. This is about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. This is your interview. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about Chelsea Poe. I know you've talked about Kelsey, it recently. Kelsey on- Poe. Yeah. Kelsey Poe. Um, yeah. did she kill her husband? I swear to you that there, I thought there was a TikTok that was deleted a couple weeks ago because in the <laughs> comments, there was too much insinuation about that. But then I found the TikTok again yesterday. It like reemerged. I loved your two-on-one. That was epic. It is like one of, it's, it's never really happened since then. You guys both got eliminated on the two-on-one. You held your own in the Badlands. So did you feel like they left you to die? Did you, in that moment, did you feel like well, the producers were your friends? I'm, I'm sure like during filming, I felt like the producers were my friends. Like, did you have a moment of like, well, I always tell that I had like a bottle of champagne split between me and my producer that day because Love we were like champagne. in celebration mode mm-hmm. thinking that of course I nailed it. Of course I was getting the rose. And like, I, I truly wonder if she knew that he was planning on eliminating me as well that day. Really? Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was still fun. And I actually wouldn't change that memory for anything. It, it unfolded perfectly. And truly, if it weren't for that crazy episode, who knows where my life would be today? I mean, I maybe wouldn't have been a shoe in for paradise. I probably wouldn't have been as memorable as a character on the show. So I was I'm appreciative of how if- it went down. 
if you were ever, um, if they ever asked you if you were ever in talks to be the bachelorette, because I would love to know that. And like, I watched you and I was like, this girl looks like a Kardashian. Her makeup is on fleek. Like <laughs> I watched you. And like, so I was a fan of you, you know, and I'm watching and like, this girl is so pretty and holds oh, her so own. Sweet. Yeah. But I wondered if they ever were in talks with you to be the bachelorette, because I would have been here for it all the way. I feel like a small percentage of the audience would have been there for it, but there's a huge majority that would not have. So no, I was never in talks. And I was never asked that question until last week, actually. Really? For the first time I was asked it last week on another podcast. Yeah. No. Well, and you know, it's funny, like I always say, like talking about like, you have your beautiful baby and your family now, and like, I'm in the same boat and like, it's kind of you know, one of those things, like it, I would have met my husband if it hadn't been for the show. Like I know knew of me from the show and like, I kept popping up in his Instagram feed, like, and you know, you and I were in Vegas together. Remember I was so single. Oh my gosh. Yes. I I was close with David for, yeah. Oh, (laughs) I know. we went to a comedian named David's show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know how secretive you are about that. Oh, it's, you know, I asked him to come on this. He's not going to come on, but yeah, that would have been a good episode. I know. Oh, and it's been awesome to watch your life unfold and it really happened so quickly. And it's like, I feel like it must've been six months from when I saw you there, which feels like yesterday, but I know Jared and I were together, but I don't Mm -hmm. think we were married yet. Was that 2018? I think it was 2019 before we got married um and you guys were so like, cute and I I have to say about Jared like because I only saw him on TV and I met him and you guys yeah. both have such high likability oh my gosh please thank especially you especially Jared so nice. too like he's just no, especially like, Jared there's no. like never been anybody who's met Jared and been like I don't really like that guy but like no, I feel there, like there has not people, been I promise you there has not been there's I'm many. a good read on people and like he is like down to earth <laughs> like as they get like it's you know do you want to know how down to earth he is tell me yeah, I'm gonna say it. He, we were we were Christmas shopping at Walmart, and he said to me, "I want to work at Walmart." <laughs> he literally goes, "I just want a simple nine to five where I can go to like the highway bar on the way home from work and grab a beer with the with the regulars, with the fellas, with the fellas, go play softball." And you know what? I feel like he honestly wouldn't be unhappy with that life. I don't know. Is he okay standing on his feet all day? What is he going to wear? Some Skechers shape-ups? He said, are you okay standing on your feet all day? But he does that at the coffee shop or or Audrey's restaurant. I want to come visit you guys. I'm definitely going to make that a point and I'll bring Paloma so we can introduce her to Dawson. Um, Would love. But I love that is super down to earth. And by the way, that's so sweet. I would love to see Jared working at Walmart for a day. And that brings yeah. me to like your, your social media and what you've done is really apart from anybody else. Like I personally think that you could run like bachelor nation and like book people and get a percentage just so you know, like what you've done, like I could never do, like I never really tapped into the influencing and stuff like that. And I wanted to ask you a, how was it to get to a million followers and what did that feel like and b would you ever be an agent for contestants coming off and oh man i know that's a loaded Um, question yeah no getting to a million obviously felt great it is like a whole other different business when you hit that i like to think that my broadcast my master's in broadcasting plays a little bit of a role in like how I can communicate digitally um and yeah, like understanding what like, the fandom wants to see uh, and then I also being an agent for them uh I could not do tackle that now but you know right. maybe like you maybe if like i was done influencing and it was just like for a certain group of people and like instagram totally goes away and i need to find a new avenue it would be interesting to like i wouldn't say that i would could be an agent getting deals but i think i could go into the like marketing for other people and right. like creating content for other people but you could get like a percentage like so let's say they, oh, get brand, sure. they get a brand deal and like you bring you know i could see you thriving in that 
No, thank you. There's not a lot of people. I mean, I know people are coming off the show now and it's different from my time. It's Instagram totally wasn't different. a thing. It's and... different now than it was for me. And you were different and you were just two years before me. I know I missed the boat on all I the know, following. I know, we got really lucky with the timing. <laughs> I know, I was like, but I don't even know what I would do with that kind of following. I think it'd be a lot of pressure. Um, you know, like I would like overthink everything I post and it's natural to you, so. You still overthink everything you post and like there's a lot of stuff that you like you think would be like fun to post but then you're like nobody's gonna like that so i like all of your posts i oh, really you. do and especially because you have your baby now and so reels i love reels we'll just touch on instagram one more time and yeah. i have bonuses too which by the way my bonus is like 1200 <laughs> not that we need to talk about that but your bone what do you mean your bonus is 1200 so you can make money off of your reels. Oh yeah. Okay. I've never, I've not dived into this yet. You should, because oh. you have a million followers. You just have to activate your bonuses. You could probably be making so much off of your reels. And I love reels and it's like, they're competing with TikTok on Instagram. Well, of course. I, I kind of wish that Instagram would be like, okay, people know and love us for photos and these types of things. Okay. Reels are what TikTok is known for. In YouTube, you are known for longer form footage. Uh, so let's stick to what we're good at. But it's like now Instagram wants to be TikTok and then YouTube is going into YouTube shorts. And it's just like- It's the oldest story in the we, world. Like actors often... wanna be rock stars, models wanna be actresses. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it goes back to everything. And that was another question I have for you. I'm yard selling, but um, we'll stick to this. I wanted to ask you if you miss LA because we lived in LA for a long time. And I very much do. Do you? I miss like the celebrity of it all. Yeah. And I go back for visits and see people and like, I get a little sad sometimes, you know, because it yeah. was just like an exciting time in my life, but I'm in such a different phase now where, you know, I can't imagine having a kid and living like what oh neither can i but i think mostly because like i'm close like we live in rhode island right which is by jared's family but i still pretty much go home a week out of every month to be with my family in virginia it's an hour flight it is the easiest <sighs> and then like my mom and my sister fly up here too like sometimes for like a weekend every month it depends on the month you know but i have the health family reason i can't imagine living in la now I would like to live in LA though, just for like the thriving reason. One, I do feel like business is easier. It's easier there because we're in entertainment. And then I just like, feel like I have more of a, a circle. I have friends all throughout the country because of different chapters of, you know, your life, like grad school, high school, you know, homes, friends, and then friends here. But then I feel like of all my hubs, LA probably has the most. So I miss that. And then I do miss that like sparkle, that celebrity yeah. sparkle factor. Just like going though, to get a coffee and seeing Josh yeah. Janelle or like yeah. getting invited to like little off the wall things That's and you get to I get mean. dressed up and get glammed up. I don't have a reason to get dressed up unless it's like a date here. Same. And that's what bumped Girl, me out. Like, yes. Do I want to like sit on the couch six out of seven days a week? Yeah. But I do want that seventh day where we like go to a movie premiere. Clues. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing no nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a it's a lot to undertake. And therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay, they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Yeah, and put your heels on and like yeah. go get like maybe fast food on your way home and like just have uh, yes. that just like have that night. I know I miss yeah. that. And like yeah. I feel like I get that with like visits and stuff and like I don't yeah. miss the traffic, but no. it's just also like I have to remember like this is a season of our life. We have little kids. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of want to go back. I go back next week. So every every time it seems like I go back, I'm like, oh, I feel alive. I feel alive. <laughs> yes i know it's like and jared's uh, sweet because he's tries to say like things like you know like we can really think about getting like a place here for three months out of the year i'm like jared it's gonna be three months out of the year like no like, and it's so expensive that. you know we're not gonna do that um uh, but like well, I, how are your girlfriends in in rhode island like are it's hard i feel like when you get older and you have kids like you have your mommy friends and like but even that like it's work to like sift through like who you have anything in common with like my son's now in preschool and like i've had play dates with mommy friends and i'm like mm. it's like a date like it's like dating it's such a date i had and a mommy date the other day it, was like, it, went, it went great it was so great you know and i had like another mommy date a couple weeks ago like i'm really like trying dating. and i like these girls for sure but like it is hard to be like ah you don't know my whole life story you weren't with me throughout this people talk about making friends in their 20s i think making friends in your 20s is probably easier when you're still like in that like we gotta go out and find our partner we're living like more of a like a on the edge emotional life when you're just like kind of steady it, it seems to be harder to like connect in the way where it's like, that was a great time. But am I like itching to do it again? Yeah, we'll do it again. But like, I don't crave, I don't know. You crave the community part of it. Yes. 
but like you you mostly just crave the comfort of your old friends of your but like it's like just come over friends. let's watch some garbage tv like yeah. you know like that kind of obviously it's different with kids but i completely agree like yeah you know it's it takes time and it's also exhausting it feels like dating and you yeah, have the kids and you're like trying to wrangle them and you can't really have a fluid conversation yeah and then you're like i just want to sit on the couch with somebody that like i could just watch a show and it wouldn't be awkward if we were like quiet for 45 minutes <laughs> totally and just like, like quiet look, company <laughs> let me quiet company girl that's yeah. where it's at and that's what i have with my best friend who lives in la so like i'll fly out for the day to see her oh that's nice but it's just not the same, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. it's definitely tricky. And I, I will say with the show stuff too, like there's that little element of like, do they know me from the show? And like, how do I get to know somebody without like divulging too much? Or are they fans of the show? I don't know if you've experienced that, but in the back of my mind, it's always kind of there, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I almost feel like it's easier to connect to the people that kind of have like a grasp on right. who you are previously. Do you guys get like sought for photos in town there? Yeah, but you know, when Jared and I are out by ourselves, not much. It's when we're out, like as a family, that people notice. Yeah, and we still love it. Well, oh, Dawson we like can break always the internet, say hi man. To us. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. He he can break the internet. He's something to see. But your kids are adorable and beautiful too. Ah, I yeah, just, they're so gorgeous. I'm obsessed, and they're sleeping through the night, so I feel good. And oh, I definitely had. Lovely. I think I messaged. We were DMing on Instagram and. Um, I definitely had some postpartum anxiety, so mm -hmm. I don't know if you experienced that. Like, <laughs> it's like you have kids and your mortality gets so you're just, oh. Like, oh, it's like the crazy, it's just this thing. Like I've never really experienced that. Like I'm in the shower. What if I fall and well, you know, whatever it is, like, did you experience that at all? Like traveling? I've always been that kind of person who's like constantly like, this is not a way to live um but you know thank you anxiety medication because i'll yes. always be like if my mom and dad don't like pick up the phone i'll be like they're lying dead on the ground and if they don't call if they don't answer me back in the next 10 minutes and if they don't answer the house phone and the cell phone like i'm calling somebody to go over there and check on them like that's always how i've been i've always come to be like do me like that i'm very i'm a positive optimistic person but when it comes to like worst death case scenario though death of my family it's like always looming in the back of my head so i think with dawson i started thinking a little bit like of europe like our mortality as parents a little bit more because i always worry about my family never like my own self and you think about that for him mm -hmm. and then of course then you just like always worry like about like stairs you know i think about stairs all the time like when i'm walking with him down the stairs and how careful i have to be the hbo show the staircase came out like when oh, he was months old and that that didn't show help. shook me girl. oh god true nightmares <laughs> there's something about tony collette and her dying face that'll really get you oh and the stair and she fell and hit the wall and oh and no, i feel the same way i have like a fear of um elevators i don't know if you have like a fear i that don't never... like elevators i do you... not like them so now you know you have a, a kid so like my thing in the summer in arizona it's so hot i'll take him to the mall oh, or take the kids to the mall and like you can't there's all these i tried to do an escalator i almost fell off with the stroller but yeah. you have to wait for the elevator and like yeah. i've had to get over that like that has been like my dad even said growing up courtney you never want to get in an elevator but you have those like little fears so maybe yours is stairs and the stairs have become my fear this year i, I just know, i just feel like if you fall down the stairs with your kid in your arms yeah. it's a nightmare do you have any advice for people like what would be your best or some advice you'd give somebody starting a podcast Ooh, um anything starting podcasts are hard because it is hard. it's just saturated field you know like yeah what's gonna that was my now? question for you is like you have a successful podcast in the bachelor podcast world what appeals to you about the podcast format like what i think it's always like the long form conversation and letting it roll and like not having the stress of having to wrap at a certain point hopefully and just kind of letting the conversation go where it may take you and getting off the page is actually totally fine you don't have to like stick to a rundown of questions. I always think it's good to have a list of questions to be able to lean on, but like just to kind of to go with where the conversation, yeah, that's usually, and it's fun and it's easy to listen to. I never used to like listen to podcasts very much. And now that I do listen to more, 
it's just funny how interesting it is to just have a conversation that you're not really a part of going on in the background. I found that it's nice with having Dawson, like when Dawson and I are home alone and like, obviously like I'm, I talk to him, but like, we don't converse. Oh, there's days <laughs> where my... I'd be like, I need an adult conversation. Exactly. And that's really helpful to just have something in the background. So it's like, my mind feels like I'm part of a conversation, even though like I'm not an active participant. Oh, that, yeah. When you've made a, you've done such a great job with it. That's really helpful to me. And um, how do you navigate spilling tea on your show and also maintaining a good relationship with producers and stuff? Because I feel like it's such a fine dance and I did that with my book. I mean, you know, it was a fine line. Like, how that do you- such a good question. Cause it's just like, really hard. And I, I second guess myself all the time. Same. Uh, I don't know if I have, I think, I think just basically at the end of like every complaint or criticism, it's kind of like, overall, it's always been wonderful. Like they've given me the best experience of my life. Um, it was a, like 97% positive experience. I wouldn't be anywhere where I am today without them. So I think it's just always gratefulness over everything. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's getting, it gets hard not really about like my own story and relationship with them, but like when you have to criticize the show and decisions that are made, you know, with the upper, the upper echelon, mm -hmm. just like, you know, like Zach for bachelor. It's like, I feel like nobody was really supportive of that except for whoever is in like that upstairs room. And it's just hard when you're like, Oh, were my friends part of that decision? Like, what were they thinking about? Like, what would I say to like them in real life if they were to come with come to me and say like, hey, I heard you talking smack about our choice. You know, I, I think I would just be honest. I think what I say on the podcast is probably a lot of what I would say to their face, maybe a little bit more gently. <laughs> I love how blunt you are. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I, it's like, who would you have picked for a bachelor? Like, I would have picked Peter Krause. So oh, I go, yeah, the gap I know. In his teeth? yeah. I think Peter Krause is the greatest bachelor that never was. I agree. He is mature and incredibly good looking and charming. And I think he would have been just so, um, engaged, <laughs> yeah, just the female. <laughs> yeah, I know he just clears his throat, but he agrees with me. That's his answer too. He would have just been like fun for the, I feel like the women to watch and bring an old thing back. And yeah, exactly. And he's like 30, I want to say he's like close to 38 ish. 37 so he's like ready. Yeah. Uh, and not that like age really, I think that like once you hit a certain like 28, like, does it really make sense? I don't, I mean, it does, is there really like more of a readiness? I don't know. Um, but I just think that he like has that it factor. And there's a couple other guys that I would definitely throw out there. I think like my really? other choice would probably have been um, Andrew. I love I Andrew. I was just going to say Andrew Spencer. He's yeah. so, yeah, I like he's him. He's adorable. He's so he's cute. Just, he's like, just like his face lights up. Oh, I know. He's just like, has like this innocence and like this friendliness. He's like a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. I love him. So my last couple questions, um, and you're going to appreciate this. I know you and I have something in common, which is sex in the city. Yay! <laughs> I feel, uh, so what is your, do you have any single girl behavior that you, something you do when nobody's yeah. watching? <laughs> if you want, I can go first. Well, I'll go first, but then like, please tell me your answer. <laughs> Yes. because I love this. I was talking about this on my I Don't Get It podcast, which is my girl talk podcast. Oh, I can't wait to tune in. <laughs> so yeah, anything that like it pertains to like millennial girl life, we just were like, we don't get it, we don't get it. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, 
or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I am just like really on the Joe Burrow TikTok train. Like I, the Bengals quarterback, if you're not familiar, he's 26. He's so, he's cool. He's so swaggy. He's like adorable. And so you're just like, just hot. Just, he's hot. Yeah. He's, you have this thing with Justin Bieber. That's amazing. My whole feed is Justin Bieber videos, like from like no, fan accounts. Really? On so Instagram. Jared and I, we, we share a TikTok. So whenever he goes on TikTok, he's like, Ash, do you think that you've changed the algorithm to just be Joe Burrow thirst traps? And it's like, yes, I have. So we talked on the podcast, we're like, what is, is, is it okay to have a celebrity crush? Like, and is it okay to daydream? It's like, I couldn't help but wonder, as Carrie would say, <laughs> is it okay to have a celebrity crush and daydream about him a little bit? To the point of like, you know, I'll think about running into him at a bar and like flirting with him but not like anything beyond that really that's okay i think that is my single girl behavior is that i will look at thirst traps of currently joe burrow 
and um, <laughs> and daydream a little bit. What do you do? You've got to daydream a little bit. Well, obviously, you've got to, right? Uh, you do. I mean, there's so much time in the day. Honestly, there's <laughs> there is so much time in the day. You, I mean, what are you gonna do? Um, but so obviously, Justin Bieber videos. Like, if you saw my popular feed, it's all him. But like something I like to do, like when the kids are, when I have time to myself, as you know, it's hard to carve out when my husband's away. I have a big magnifying mirror and I like yeah. to sit in the window. And you're that girl. That's I'm, like classic. classic. Isn't that like, was that, that in a movie? Yeah, I think was Charlotte, Charlotte was like, I like yeah, to look at did. my pores. Then I yeah. take the tweezers and you have thick yeah. eyebrows. But yeah. like, as you get older, you get these little dark hairs. Oh, I have a little chin hair that keeps reoccurring. It's very embarrassing. Like, but like, if you sit in the light, you can see what kind of hair. And it's like, I just, it's relaxing to me. Like I get little hairs around here yeah. and I just pluck them out. And I like, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I've been walking around looking like this. I so, know. So I sit there with the mirror in the light and I just pluck the hairs out. That's one of my little single girl behaviors. Did you get that from Charlotte? No, I've always done it. And then like, if you see like a little pimple, which I'm getting one right here. I'm like, oh, I'm almost 40. Like how am I still breaking out? I feel but, like, like I will be that. I if will, I have the tweezers. I I break just, out till I'm 50. Honest, what gives? Like <laughs> what gives? Like I and my husband, I look at him in the morning and his skin is like flawless. Oh yeah. And I'm like, must be nice. Like it's so annoying. It's so annoying. And then like, if I try to do surgery and it like goes bad, I'm like, oh, I tried to oh, put a pimple and I have to come out and like admit that to him. Yeah. And he's like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was ready. And he's like, Stop. <laughs> I would be there telling you it's, you shouldn't touch it, but I can't say that I've never performed surgery on my own face as well. It's fun. You clean all your tools and you're like, no, this time we'll be successful. And yes. And you get that perfect pop and you're like, yeah. it all came out. It's ready. And yeah. oh, you have like, I always watch your skin stuff because I'm still like breaking out at 40 and then you have kids and I'm totally medicated and I'm just concerned. And like, it's so clear right now. It's it like maybe the clearest amazing. it's ever been. Thank you. But like, the second I get off all that to get the second kid, I'm like dreading it. I'm like, Jared, I don't know whether I'm dreading more being sick and throwing up for months or just not feeling good about myself. It's everything. Um, we're I considering having a third and you are. I'm almost 40 and my husband really wants another. And I, I was so sick with Paloma and I, I know I messaged you. I was like, yeah. But with my son, it was different. And with her, I think the girl homo hormones are different. I was so they say, so... I'm scared if I even had a girl, it'd be even worse. I felt hungover every day. Just Oh yeah. That's how I felt too. Huge. And like, so I, that was another thing I wanted to ask you is like, now that he's older, like, you know, they say you have like selective memory, like, has that like gone away? Like, like, are you ready to do it again? Are you feeling like, cause for me that happened with Joaquin, like I, you just kind of forget you know, how bad you felt. There's definitely that. And I was, uh, when it was happening, I was like telling myself, I was like, don't you forget this? Like, <laughs> not that I like planned on, I've never wanted an only child. Like I, and even when I was experiencing it, I was like, I can't believe I have to do this again or that I'll want to do this again. And Jared and I go back and forth. Like he's, Jared's weird. He's like so content with one. He's like, I, I, he's content with one. He like knows that in the future, like once he's like four or five, he'd be like, oh crap, I want another one. You know, he knows that. So I'm, I think the summer, I think like August, I think August is like the date I'm giving myself. We'll start trying again. And I, it's do, really I, terrifying. I sort of, it is really it's scary. Like, I because hate I'm, to say it. It's like a little bit of dread. Yeah, it's you know? totally dread. It's like, I have a little PTSD over it because like my sure. life was just really like, yeah, I woke up with a permanent hangover and I threw, well, I, I threw up for seven months. Um, it was of course more manageable after 20 weeks, 22 weeks was That's when I started to be time. like, I know I started to feel like I could sort of live a life again while on Zofran until about 30 weeks and stop taking Zofran about like 20, 20 weeks. And, uh, yeah, so I'm dreading it for sure. And well, I guess that's all I have to say, but just... I, but I know, but I forget how bad it was because when I had a stomach virus, I had a stomach virus or like food poisoning or something a couple of weeks ago. 
And I was like, oh my God, I am now terrified because it all just came back to me. Oh, and it's so hard being sick when you have kids. We just all had COVID over Christmas. Both my kids, me and my husband, we got it for the first time. And man, that was a, woo spanked us. It was, I mean, two sick parents, two sick kids. It was a shit show. So that's when you're sick and like you're in those moments, you're like laying in bed and you're like, I can't imagine, like, you don't want to sign up for it again. I I have those, I had that moment of like, can I do it again? Like, can my body handle? How do you do it when you had, like, I mean, you did it, you did it. You did it when you had another kid. So how were you sick while you had Joaquin? My husband, luckily, he's like, you know, because COVID, he can work from home a couple days a yeah. week. So I yeah. like, thankfully, he's around to help a lot because we don't, I actually really uh, liked your podcast talking about like, if you need help, like I still haven't ch- dialed in my childcare. So like, it's h- almost impossible to work from home and I do real estate. So, but yeah, yeah it's just divide and conquer, honestly. Yeah. And like, he'll be like, yeah. go get in bed. And, you know, like we just try to make it work. And luckily they're both sleeping through the night, but that's the worst when they're, is Dawson sleeping through the night? No, it's okay. He's not. Uh, I can't do the cry it out method. I just like, can't do it. Yeah. And I think that that's like the only thing I could do at this point. And I just, I don't know. When does he wake it's just up? So hard. He usually will wake up like, like certain times every night? To four hours um, after he goes to bed. So like normally like somewhere in between like midnight and one, which always happens to be when I'm going to bed. So so it's like frustrating, but you also good at the same late. time. I bed super late because I enjoy those last couple hours. Your time. To myself. I also, yeah, it's my, that's my time. And then he goes to bed late. Like I put him to bed at eight and I like that because then he wakes up at eight and yes. I have like, a, I need to In the sleep morning. In. Yeah. <gasps> Girl, that's amazing. Yeah, I know. I'm like one of those people that's like stay up late, sleep in late. So because I can do that with my schedule, being able to have him sleep till eight is amazing. My son's been waking up at three thirty four lately, just because in the morning my husband gets up with him or five five thirty. He doesn't sleep past five thirty and ever. No, like yeah. why? Yeah, why do they I do know. this? I don't. What think... is in this? And child he used to brain. sleep till seven. We did the sleep coaches and all this stuff. And my lady is amazing. If you ever need her, but she, she would say to you, just let him cry it out. I know. They'll so wake up because he knows you're going to come in there. I know. But does then, Jared like, then go he... in there with you? Uh, no, he's in our room still. He's still, he's got the crib in our room. Um, and I love just... your house, by the way. You are so thriving, girl. I'm so oh, proud thanks. of you. Thank you. I, by the um, way, I do think offline, I think we should plan like a girl's fun trip sometime. I'm sorry. By really the way, nice. the reason I couldn't come do your stuff with the, um, you're doing some Mother's Day stuff in LA with Amy Sugarman. I was still it, dealing with postpartum anxiety and I was like, I can't, the thought of getting on a flight, flight I was like, I can't. I guess what? I got COVID that weekend and I didn't go. Did you? They did, they did it without me. I was Is like, Amy still in the picture, by the way? I yes. miss her. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Amy's the best. She yeah, is. she just started um Chris Harrison's podcast and Lance Bass's podcast. Oh, she did? Yeah. Good. But I have a she's amazing. Do I should she I slays. close off with one question or just say Yeah, like, let's do it. What's your most favorite Instagram post you've ever done? And what what do you have <laughs> cooking? What do you what's cooking in the tell me what's the Instagram what's world bring um, joy okay. right now? Well, we have this a couple of really fun makeup tutorials or like they're not like you know step by step like 20 minute youtubes but just like a how to contour your lips in one minute and contouring your <gasps> lips is like a that. thing that i never knew well, your lips are amazing i've always been obsessed with your lips i know that's a very strange thing to say no thank you, yeah. you i've like never have... had injections but i would I like know. them really you i mean i they look natural and i know they're natural because you know you really were on the bachelor before lip injections were a very common thing or before (laughs) they perfected them you know back in you know a decade ago it was like well if you got lip injections and you they were obvious but now i had botox back then i started getting botox when i was like 23 really yeah i got i started when i was 26 right before the show and i feel like i need to yeah it is and i feel like i really like I know it's a want and it's not a need, but guess what? It's a little bit of a need. <laughs> uh, yeah, you I just got mine done. Yeah. Cause we're like thinking about having another baby. I was like, I better go in there. You better do it. it now. Yeah, I know. Right. In the summer, I'm going to do like the whole works. My Botox actually lasted quite some time. It wasn't really worn off until like a month or two before he was born. Oh, you are lucky. Cause I just feel like talk about feeling haggard while you're pregnant. Like it's like everything is my, everything was just like, 
And luckily there's filters because you just feel so thank drained. God for those filters, thank God for them. Um, yeah. So but let's talk about your, weird. I want to hear about your lip tutorials because I'll be, where can I find them? They're going to be on Instagram like within the next week or so. So then I'm going to do my skincare too, since like my skin has just reformed itself over the past Amazing. year. Thanks to medications too. And I'm just going to be like, yo, you can go like that very clean eating route. I get it. The whole like holistic that's that's great but like for me i'm not gonna say no to cheese and brownies and creamy pasta mm -mm. can't do it gonna live mm -mm. my life gonna take my spirulina lacatone um but then i'm just yeah i'm worried about getting off of it but whatever you know you can feel bad about yourself for a few months and then have a child for the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> well ashley thank you so much for joining us you're my first interview and i kind of thought like thank you for being so patient with me so it's gonna it's gonna be good you you're great. You're talented. You're amazing at this. You're great at spilling tea and being honest and authentic and vulnerable. And guess what? <laughs> um, thank you again, just so much for that incredible intro and a wonderful conversation. And you are so easy to talk to. And that is probably one of the main keys to having a successful podcast. Thank you so much to Ashley. I, a legend. Thank you for tuning in. I really hope you guys enjoyed. I have some big guests coming up, so stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. Courtney Robertson here, and I am off contract.